0: Welcome to Mox on the Mic, your exclusive look into all things Chattanooga Athletics. Here's your host, Chris Goforth. Welcome in this week to Mox on the Mic. Chris Goforth with you as we are set to talk a little bit of football. I know, football in March, right? But uh, spring practice has, uh, has wrapped up. It's the first opportunity that we've had to be able to visit with some of the new assistant coaches that have joined Coach Rusty Wright's staff. Zeb Spear, D.J. Knox. We're going to visit with those guys from the offensive side of the ball. Zeb Spear, uh, a name you should know. He played at Appalachian State. His dad, Mark Spear, former head coach at Western Carolina, a guy very familiar with the Southern Conference, very familiar with Chattanooga. We'll get a chance to visit with him also, D.J. Knox. Uh, D.J. comes to Chattanooga from Purdue University. Fantastic player at Purdue. uh, Had gone into coaching and – Got the opportunity to come down, and he takes over the Mox running back room now. So pretty talented group of guys that he's inherited. So looking forward to chatting with both of those two guys today. Don't forget, let me remind you, subscribe, rate, review, for goodness gracious. Uh, Remember to tell a friend about Mox on the Mic as we continue to grow, uh, grow this podcast and find more and more mock fans out there. So make sure you direct them here to Mox on the Mic. All right let's get into it. Zeb Spear is going to join us. He replaced Jacob Hughesman on uh, Coach Rusty Wright's staff coaching the Mox tight ends, and he was kind enough to give us a little bit of time this week on Mox on the Mic. Coach, I appreciate you uh, giving us a little bit of time. How's uh, how's life been since you got to Chattanooga?
1: Uh, life, life is starting to slow down. It was, it was going pretty quick there for about a month and a half between getting the job and moving and jumping in right into spring ball day three so uh it was it was moving pretty quick but it started to slow down now has spring break and uh spring ball's over now so settling down a little bit more
0: you have a really interesting connection one that is very deep rooted in the in the southern conference let's start first with the fact that uh Uh, you graduated from, from Appalachian state and and coach, I'm going to do everything I can not to, not to hold that against you, but (laughs) uh, a a little bit about your experience there in, in Boone and, and just kind of um, how that kind of set you up now for, for later in life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Boone is a a special place in my heart for sure. Um, I went to school there, graduated there. My, my brother, He's actually in school there right now. He's not playing football or anything, but he's he's in school there as a student. And uh, my mom, she lives in Boone right now in Blowing Rock. She works at Samaritan's Birch there in, uh, in Boone. And so, yeah, uh, my dad was a football coach, uh, still is. And he was at App State, I believe, from 2003 or four to 2011. So um, I grew up there for eight, nine years and uh, – Went to uh, elementary school, middle school, high school there, and uh, and got to know a lot of those coaches. Got to be around a lot of uh, big moments in App State history. Uh, they won three national championships, a lot of SOCON championships, and, and obviously they beat Michigan in 2007. And so I was there for that game, so that was pretty cool. And, uh, and it was during those times, because football was so fun and I was around it, that I decided I wanted to be a football coach. Uh, just because it looked like it was a lot of fun. And um, so Coach Scott Satterfield was was also there uh, at the time with my dad. Uh, he actually hired my dad as running back coach. And so I uh, got to know Coach Satterfield really well, close family, friends. And so when it was time for me to go play college football somewhere, uh, I decided to go play for Coach Sat at, uh, at App State. Just through that connection, going back to Boone, uh, felt like home. And... Um, was there for four years, and we won three SoCon – or excuse me, Sunbelt um, championships and four bowl games and had a lot of wins, some good, really good players, some guys playing in the NFL right now, uh, still uh, some that were in my class. And, you know, they've had a lot of guys go to the NFL here recently. So a lot of success, and it was really fun. And then it actually got me into my coaching career because Coach Satterfield knew I wanted to coach. In my senior year, he got the job at Louisville, so, uh, right after I played my bowl game, uh, I wanted to go GA for him and Coach Frank Ponce, uh, who was my quarterback coach at App. He went to Louisville with Coach Sat. So, uh, very thankful for Coach Sat and Coach Ponce as they, you know They they gave me my first start uh, gig in coaching. So, I was GA for Coach Ponce with the quarterbacks and then spent four years total at Louisville with Coach Sat and then switched over to tight ends because uh, I got offered a quality control spot, which is, you know, just full time. And and you're you're not having to go to class. You're getting paid. So, But that spot was with tight ends. And uh, I remember Coach Ponce telling me, hey, he's like – because I played quarterback at that my whole life. And so he's like, it would be great for you to learn another position. He's like, because in coaching, you know, it's not good just to be pegged into one hole. Like, you can only coach quarterbacks. So he's like, this be good for you uh, to go to tight ends and learn a different position. And he was right because that's that's how I got this job with tight ends if I never would have made that switch or – And given that opportunity, I probably wouldn't be uh, here talking with you. So so that's kind of just the whole boom connection and and how it got me to where I'm at now.
0: So you were there in 2007 when they pull off the upset on the road against Michigan. Now, how old were you in 2007? In 2007, I
1: was 11. Now I was 10 years old because it wasn't even September 9th yet. So I was 10, going to be 11 in a couple of days. Um, and so that, that was a really fun experience. Um, didn't really know the magnitude of it, uh, being that young, but I knew something special happened. Um, but didn't know it was going to be, you know, the biggest upset in college football history. So uh, it, it was really cool to be a part of.
0: Your, your dad is Mark Spear and a guy that I've always enjoyed, uh, the handful of times I've been able to get an opportunity to talk with him for those that that will remember, uh, Mark was the uh, head football coach at, at Western Carolina, just the impact that your dad has had on you and, and the advice that as a guy that is a, I mean, look, your, your dad, he's a football lifer, man. He's, he's been around this for a, for a long time now. The, I guess the advice that he imparted on to you.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, there's, I could write a whole book on all the advice I've I've gotten from him and, and learn from him but you know he's been like you said in college football ever since he got out of college um and so he's just got a whole wealth of knowledge and he's coached at a bunch of different places and a bunch of different levels need two, one double a now group of five and, and now power five and so he's he's got a lot of knowledge uh at a lot of levels and and so i definitely lean i leaned on him and playing football you know asking him advice and him just give me advice and and I, he let me go in the office and stuff and I'd hang in there and and learned a lot from Brad Glenn who was his offense coordinator at the time and some of the other coaches there and uh, and so just being able to be around those coaches and being around him got me a lot of advice for playing football but also um, kind of gave me a head start into to coaching and seeing how it works and and, and all the the grind and just everything it takes to be a college coach. So he's definitely given me a lot of help. And um, I still, he's, he's still giving me a lot of help. So I'm very thankful for him.
0: When the opportunity came available for you to come here, uh, what'd your dad say about the the chance to to come to Chattanooga? He
1: said, uh, if Coach Wright um, uh, asked if you want to interview. He said, "You better be there as quick as you can. If they offer you a job, he do 'Don't even leave. Tell them you'll you'll take the job right then and there.' So that's pretty much how it happens. <laughs> he he knows he knows how good of a uh, a job this is and how good of a program this is. So um, he was he was very excited for me to get this opportunity, and as well as I I'm, I'm very excited as well. So, um, so yeah, that's how that happened.
0: The tight end room has been one that has gotten some work uh, over the last couple of years. There's been a lot of guys that in, in that room that has contributed in the past they they may not all be here uh when this season starts but uh there's guys that have been a part of that and have played uh, played roles with it in the past in terms of the tight end position what do you want to see out of that group what are you looking for what are you trying to achieve
1: yeah, first and foremost, uh, I want I want it to be you know the hardest playing group on the field. Um, I feel like tight end, you know, you're asked to do a lot of different things. You're asked to block. You're asked to, to catch. You know, you got to be in pass protection. You got to be in and run run blocking. And so to, uh, to do all that, uh, you have to be really smart. And but first and foremost, you know, I, you got to be hard nosed. You got to be gritty. Um, and we just want guys that are going to put their face on somebody. And then go make make catches uh, that count. You know those first down catches, those those tight red zone catches, guys that you can depend on, playmakers, um, and all that. And so uh, that that's what I'm looking for uh, with the tight ends this year. Uh, you know that's I told them that's one thing that talent talent shouldn't matter. You know uh, it, sh- it should be easy to control your effort and and how nasty and tough we play. So that's definitely something that uh, I want to see from them.
0: Are those guys? Uh you want them hanging out more with the offensive linemen or the, uh, or the wide receivers, because they're kind of a, uh, especially in today's game, it it can be kind of a hybrid position.
1: Oh, it's absolutely a hybrid position. You got to be able to do both. Um, And that's what makes tight ends so hard to to find. And then, and then it's a hard position, but also a very rewarding position to play and coach uh, just because you're asked to do so much and you got to know, you got to know almost as much as the quarterback does because you got to know all the run game. You got to know how run schemes work and and different fronts or different blitzes. You know how what are the adjustments to those, and then you got to know the whole route tree. You got to know and you got to know not only the route tree, but you got to know the pass schemes and concepts because you can be put in different positions. You got to run a different route based on where you're at on the field, and so you got to know all that. You got to know how protection works. You know we'll, we'll be a part of the protection as well, protecting for the quarterback, and so. Um, you got to have a little bit of everything Swiss Army knife so the uh, the more athletic and the more smart you can find them then then usually the better off you'll be
0: tell me a little bit about the group of guys that you've got you got a chance to at least see a good portion of spring practice with them uh, a little bit about the group you inherited and your thoughts on uh, on those guys headed into uh into the summer and and then fall camp
1: yeah uh, coach coach Husman did a phenomenal job uh with this group. Um, you know he left me some some really good guys. Um, I got three of them right now and uh, we got Dalton coming from the Baylor School uh, hopefully um and in the summer and then uh but the three guys that I have right now I mean they're great kids, phenomenal kids first off um, they work really hard they want to be good uh, you know they're yes sir no sir um you know have no issues with any of them and uh, and they're a tight-knit group. Um, they all like each other, hang out and you know we like to have a good time and, and, and work hard in here. But, but first and foremost, they're great kids. And then there's also uh, some experience along with some talent in there as well. Uh, Jay's played a lot of football. I believe he's on a sixth year. We were talking about it actually this morning. He's on a sixth year of, of college football. Um, Evans in his fourth year. Uh, so those two guys have a lot of experience and it shows. Uh, you know they're very mature. Uh, they they know how to handle different things that get thrown at them pretty easily. Uh, so a lot of experience there. Um, really tough, hard-nosed kids uh, and all that. And then Cam uh, has a lot of talent. Um, and he just he, he he's only a sophomore, so um, so he gained a lot of experience this spring. Um, he got probably the most reps uh, in spring just because he's not played the most. So wanted to throw a lot at him, see how he handled it. And he handled it really well. Uh, so, so yeah got yeah, a good mix of athletic ability, uh, talent, experience, and, and all that. So, very excited. They all bring something different to the table, which is great because you don't want them all the same. So they they all have different something that they're really good at and specialize at, and so it'll be a good mix. And we'll see what we can do. We can uh, mix and match personnel and stuff to to get them in the right position.
0: You know, Cam was a guy, and I go back to. Oh, I don't know. I guess August of of last year and talking with Coach Wright, and that was one of the kids that he singled out to me that look look out for this kid because we're not going to be able to keep him off the field. I thought last year as a freshman, uh, he really blossomed, but it it was based off of, of God-given ability for that guy. Like, you know, with a little bit of coaching,
1: the sky's going to be the limit for him, don't you think? Oh yeah. No, we, uh, so we were actually having some meetings post spring ball today. And, uh, that's what I told him. I'm like, Hey man, I was like, I was like, you got a lot of talent and you've done some good things already. and You did some good things in spring. I was like, but, um, I was like, the sky's the limit for you. I was like, you know, you're just scratching the surface of what you can do and who you can become on and off the field. And, uh, and so he knows that and he's working really hard, um, to, to get better at his weaknesses. And he's, uh, putting in a lot of work and and we're gonna do a lot of stuff uh post spring to make sure that he's ready to play because because he's gonna be playing this year and uh, we got to get him ready to go because um, like you said, you know he played last year um and it, as all freshmen do they he probably didn't know much what was going on but he was athletic enough to to make up for it. and so now hopefully he's got a better grasp of just college football in general in this offense and and just being a college student and how that all operates. And so, um, looking, looking for a really big year. I
0: You mentioned Dalton Rostelli coming over from the, uh, from the Baylor school, a, uh, I got a chance to see him play some in, in high school, big bodied wide receiver, good speed, good hands, excited about him. He'll be the fourth guy in that room. How many tight ends do you want to see? Uh, ideally in your group, what, what's the good number?
1: Yeah. Um, Coach Wright, he likes to have it at about uh, four to five right there. Um, So uh, we're probably going to try and bring in maybe one more guy, if we can find the right guy, just to have some depth. Because if you go down one or two guys in the tight end room, then you're scarce, and and that changes the way you got to run your offense. So we're looking to have four or five. um, uh, But really excited um, about Dalton and uh, talk with him at the spring game. Uh, him and his dad, so uh, very excited about what he brings to the table. Like I said, he's an, he's the guy that he he brings something else um, different to the to the tight end room, being more of that uh, receiver background type. And so um, excited to have him joining us here uh, shortly. So
0: you're you're coaching a position that the guy that you work for played when he was here. Uh, what's that like coaching tight ends under uh, under Rusty
1: Wright? Yeah, you better make sure they're playing hard, and hitting somebody. Um you, you better make sure that's that's happening. Uh, first off, and yeah, and second of all, Coach Wright's great. Um, you know, he he lets me do he lets me do my thing. Um, and you know, he'll if he's yelling at the tight ends, you know, he's the head coach. He can do that, he can do whatever he wants. Uh, but for the most part, you know, he does he he does a great job of just uh of letting me coach him. He doesn't he doesn't try and get too much in the way.
0: Zeb I appreciate the time man welcome to uh welcome to Chattanooga and, and look forward to being able to doing this with you uh, uh doing this with you again one day man but uh can't wait to see your guys on the uh on the field this year that's going to be a uh, uh you got a special group there that I think is uh is on their way to big things
1: yeah very excited and I appreciate you guys for uh, having me on
0: Thank you, Coach Spear. Let's uh, visit now with D.J. Knox, former Purdue Boilermaker, now coaching running backs for the Chattanooga Mocs. It's our conversation with D.J. Knox. Coach, look, man, I gotta hand it to you. If you're gonna take a job somewhere, um, I think it's important to know what you're stepping into. And look, if if I get a chance to uh, to come and 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 coach a guy like a limb Ford, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna come to Chattanooga too because uh, that guy will make you look good, won't he?
2: Oh, a hundred percent, man, and, and he's definitely one of the pillars of this team. You know, with his hard work and dedication, man, he he, he gives it all. And, you know, that was one thing that I was very excited about because, you know, coming into the room, I definitely wanted to see, you know, what the room possessed and what was on the team. And as I was checking in and, you know, checking on guys like Alim and, and Gino and seeing what they brought to the table, you know, I thought, you know, this is a godsend opportunity, you know, especially when you have guys that that work that hard and that care that much about their craft and getting better. Uh, it, it it definitely was a great opportunity. So I, I I jumped at the first chance I had.
0: So we know about a limb, right? I mean, let's can can we just wrap him in bubble wrap between now and September, uh, and and make sure that guy's good to go when the season gets here. We know about Gino. Tell me about the guys you've got now behind those two.
2: Okay. Yeah, yes, sir. And 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 very talented guys behind them. Uh, behind Lamb and Gino, And that that was a big part of our upspring at this point where we were trying to make sure that we protected those guys and gave the other guys a chance to a, an opportunity to display what it was that they had and what they were bringing to the table. And, you know, you have guys like uh, Chris Houston and Reggie Davis. And you also have Lance Jackson and you have Solomon Locke. And, you know, those are all guys that are on the younger side of the spectrum and, and they have done a great job of you know excelling at times when we've challenged them and put them in for things that we know that the other guys can do but we're like hey we need to build up the arsenal you know so you know those guys have done a great job of you know taking the coach and being coachable and being accountable for one you know I I, I've definitely you know prided myself on this spring getting to a point to where it's almost to a point that they don't need me you know, as far as for accountability or getting on the teammates and understanding assignments or, you know, pushing themselves and raising the bar within the room, you know, it's, it's your team will also go as far as, you know, the players will take it because those are the guys that are in between the white lines. And, you know, that, that's, that was a big thing that I felt like we kind of uh, raised the bar a little bit in the room of just accountability and guys pushing themselves beyond points of where they are comfortable. And, you know, guys like Reggie Davis, who, you know, he's worked on getting lower and and explosion. And, you know, he he can really go. And you have a guy like Chris Houston, who's very quick, very fast, has great hands. you have a guy like Lance that is probably one of the smartest football players I've coached, like, ever in in my career as a a coach. And he just knows exactly where to be and exactly how to run everything. And you have a guy like Solomon, who's young, but he's he's fearless, you know. You know, and it it was kind of getting him into the point of, Understanding that he can do it and, and just take off and we'll we'll correct the mistakes later. I just want to see you go 100. percent So, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm is looking really good for the room.
0: All right, tell me about Fairburn, Georgia. That's home, right? <laughs>
2: uh, yes, sir. Fairburn, Georgia. Uh, I went to Creekside High School, and you know, pretty much everybody that I, you know, it's it's, it's a suburb on the south side of Atlanta, and everybody that I played with, I kind of grew up with. And, uh, you know, I played with the same guys throughout my career as from Pee Wee up to high school, the same guys from when I was seven till I was 18 years old. So uh, it's a very close knit community. And we've we've had a lot of big time, you know, football players come out of there, especially guys like, you know, Eric Berry or we had Terrence Parks. And we've had a lot of guys come out of there with Watkins who played at South Carolina. So, you know, it's a lot of big name guys, big shoes to fill around there. And we've had. Uh, pretty good guys come out of here.
0: So how'd you get from uh, South side of Atlanta to Purdue?
2: <laughs> so uh, it, it, it's, you know, funny story. Actually, I was a guy that was pretty much under-recruited and, and, and under the radar a little bit for the most part. Uh, until my senior year, I think I didn't receive my first offer to play collegiate football until I was halfway through my senior season. And... Uh, you know, I just just kept working, kept working because, I mean, there was no instant gratification of an offer or, you know, any getting any invites to any camps throughout the summer. There was never really any of that for me. So I just had to lean on my ability on the field and just making sure that every rep that I had was, it was an opportunity. So uh, I ended up having a, a really great season and I had a great state championship game and end up, you know, coaches, uh, the video guy from Purdue was from Georgia. He was a Savannah, Georgia guy, and uh, he he kind of referred me to to the offensive staff, and they came through with an offer, and I committed within two to three days of receiving the offer, so that's, that's kind of the story of how I ended up at Purdue.
0: Now, did you play with, uh, or play for Coach Brom?
2: Yes, I did. I did play with Coach, play for Coach Brom. It was my redshirt junior, redshirt senior year that I played uh, for Coach Brown.
0: Tell me about that experience, a guy that, uh, you know, has that reputation of wanting to put the ball in the air a lot.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, it, for me, it wasn't really as big of a deal because I knew that, you know, when my opportunity came, I had to do something with it, right? And, it, and there's, there's, there's nothing wrong with, you know, the style of play is just whenever the ball, because he finds creative ways to get the ball to, to his guys. Like that's that's one thing that I would say with playing for coach. You knew that it was going to be something new, something innovative, and he was going to find a way to get the ball to you. And that's one thing about him. He'll go with the high hand. So as long as you're making plays, man, he'll get it. He'll dump it off in the backfield or, you know, like when we played Ohio State, he ran the ball on 39, you know, and that's something that you probably wouldn't expect from a guy. Who has an, an offense that throws the ball as much as they do. You know, and even coaching under it. I mean, the thing is, he's gonna do whatever it takes to get his best players the ball and put them in a position to win. So, you know, if that's through the Aero Force in on the ground, either way, it, it gets done.
0: When you look, you're a guy that got a chance uh in a in a NFL camp. Mm-hmm in a room with a whole bunch of guys that hope they get that opportunity now and they all look at you. What's the advice that you give them about getting that chance? Your chance came with the Eagles back in 2018. Mm-hmm. What advice do you give guys now about having that opportunity and 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 making the most of uh of what you're given?
2: Uh first and foremost, I tell all of the guys be present in the moment. You know, the Lord has blessed us with an opportunity to play this great game. and He's given us another 24 hours right now. So be present within this practice, within these reps, because I'm telling you, it's 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 a very precious part of your life uh, at the point that they are now. And every day is precious. But I'm saying especially uh, the time that they are now in their lives and in their football careers and. I tell them just you know kind of narrow your focus. I know one thing that helped me as a player that I try and you know not necessarily push on to them, but give them a tool to put into their bag is you know focus on the that rep at that time. Focus on the assignment for this rep. You know, just trying to stack opportunities because as you move on, you know, depending on your position, uh, where you fall as in an acquisition for a team. Depends on the opportunities and the leash that you have to make certain mistakes, right? So we want to try to eliminate all of the small things that can cause you to have a brain fart or, you know, not being in shape, or you know, whenever the opportunity presents itself, because it's such a uh it's such a demand for high level players that you have to be ready whenever your number is called. Whenever your opportunity shows itself, you need to take advantage of it. And that's one thing that I try to preach to guys, you know, even in exit meetings, hey, man, let's make sure that we just focus on the small things. As long as we keep stacking every day, we'll get to where we want to go. And I think that's something that, they, that they've that they kind of incorporated in the game.
0: As a guy that has played the game, and, and you played it at a high level, Power 5 football, more than mm-hmm. 2,000 career yards uh, playing at Purdue, a lot of things have changed In college football, just in the last, I don't know, five years, whatever it's been since you graduated,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: man, there's the transfer portal. There's, there's NIL opportunities now, uh, as a guy that is very close to the situation, you're not that far removed from it. What do you think about where things are right now in college athletics?
2: Um, I think everything, you know, it's, it's good to see the, the innovative part and seeing how the game is changing and we're finding new ways to, you know, bring a different type of game to people. And also, you know, I, as being a guy that was on scholarship and playing for a collegiate program, like seeing guys start to get a little bit more, you know, money or financial, monetary gains or things like that, I feel, I feel like, you know, now that they are prospering off of their name, image, and likeness, is it's a good thing you know, and all things are, are good within moderation, you know. So, you know, sometimes you hear the horror stories and sometimes you hear the great stories. You know, there's always good and bad with everything. But um, just to see the way that the game is, has has changed and, you know, the different technology with helmets and things like that, because it was funny that I was just talking to our tight ends, Coach Day, uh, Zeb, and um, I was telling him, I was like, man, it's going to be crazy to see, like, in the next 10 years, like, what new inventions or what new equipment like what are things going to be like and I know like you know thinking that far ahead not thinking that everybody would be like jetpacks or anything like that but <laughs> just to see where the game is going and how things have have changed in just the five five short years that it's been since i've i've played on the field or been a part of a team in that uh in that capacity is is wild to me you know and it, and, it's, and I'm alone for the ride you know
0: when did you know you wanted to coach?
2: Uh, you know, initially I told myself I wasn't going to be a coach, especially at the collegiate level. I was like, ah, you know, I don't don't really know just because, you know, at at the collegiate level, it's, it's, it's a commitment, you know, you, you, you're going to be out of town a lot. You're going to be, you know, with the guys and you're going to spend a lot of time here at the office and with the program, with the players, other coaches. And initially I was like, ah, I don't know if that's the life that I wanted, you know, but uh, I was probably about two years out of playing and I was in Chicago. I was working and I got a phone call one day on my break and it was uh, coach Barclay, coach Jamarcus Shepherd, and uh, coach Brown. You know, they they called me on a, on a conference call and was like, Hey man, you know, we'd like for you to come back and, you know, GA for us and get into coaching. We think you'd be really good at it. And, you know, I always knew that I had the ability to lead. Uh, because I, I was voted a team captain. So obviously that my, my peers thought that I could do it. It was just me just having to wholeheartedly be like, okay, now it's time to take this to the next level. And I think that was the base level of it, of becoming a coach. And then, you know, once they called and confirmed that, you know, they thought that I'd be really good at the job, I was like, Hey, they have faith in me. And that's all I needed. You know, and I, I took on the challenge and I, I GA'd for Coach Brown for two years and then here I am.
0: How much did you know about uh about Chattanooga when you applied for the job?
2: Uh, I actually know I actually know a great great bit about uh the university. Uh especially coming up from you know Atlanta, I knew about Chattanooga. I had teammates that I played with that played here, Josh Freeman, he was probably one of the best D linemen I've ever played with, uh or or shared a field with. Uh, coming out of Creekside High School, he played here. He was a pretty good player. And, you know, heading up uh, 75, getting on 24, and getting on 60, 65 to go up to uh, Purdue was something that I always did. So I always passed through Chattanooga to get up to school. And, you know, and I always seen it, especially when I'm traveling at night and I could see the lights and everything. I knew it was a pretty cool city. And I just knew that it was a, it was a football-rich program. And I, I I was like, man, hey, I want to be here
0: coach glad to have you welcome to town and uh hopefully we can do this again during the uh during the summer before uh before uh before fall camp starts look forward to catching up with you again excited to see those guys uh you got a, you got a good group man
2: thank you thank you thank you I'm excited man just you know hey anytime you guys want to talk just let me know coach thanks talk soon all right thank you
0: thanks to Coach Spear. Thanks to Coach Knox for giving us a, a little bit of time. and of course, uh, look season tickets on sale now for Mox football. head over to gomox dot com and, uh, and check it out. Uh, look at the schedule. Decide uh, how many of those games you can make it to, and we'll look forward to seeing you at Finley Stadium uh, this fall. And, of course, so uh, we'll be talking more, a uh, little more football as we go along. We've we got to get with Coach Rusty Wright at some point and, uh, and kind of get his uh, little bit of a wrap on spring football practice. So maybe we can get to that in the next couple of weeks. Glad to have you along with us this week and every week. New episode dropping every Thursday. We'll see you next week. Until then, so long and go mox. Thanks for listening to Mox on the Mic. Please remember to rate, subscribe, and review. And we'll see you again soon.